Um, my wife's a bad girl. And uh, not only did she have four children for me, many of you don't know this, when a family couldn't have children on their own, she carried a child for a family that could not on their own. So not only did my wife give me four kids, she gave a family that couldn't have children a baby as well. And we ought to honor our apostle, our co-pastor, our woman of God, the woman that leads the charge here, our mother in the spirit, Dr. Jaquette Dumas. We honor you. You're amazing. Phenomenal. Y'all like, y'all honor a lot of people. Yeah, learn. <laughs> Exodus chapter 40, verse number 36. I'm going to preach. It's going to be good. Your life is going to be transformed. Exodus chapter 40, verse number 36. There is a word from the Lord. The Bible says, whenever the cloud was taking up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journey. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and the fire was over it by night, in sight of all of the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. I want to uh, minister a word this morning um, entitled, Move With Him. Move With Him. Thank you so much. Um, from the beginning of time, God's desire was to connect with humanity in a very intimate way. Um, his desire was to walk with them. A matter of fact, Genesis shows us uh, that it, it was a routine, it was a regular thing for God to walk even with Adam and Eve. It's his desire for us not just to worship him, but to know him intimately. Even the scriptures say that there'll be many that will come into heaven, at the, come to the gates of heaven uh, at the end of days and say, you know what, I did this in your name, I did this in your name. I cast out devils in your name, I healed the sick of your name. And then God will respond and say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Watch this. I never knew you. Of course, he knows all of us by name. What he's saying is we never had intimacy. The end goal with God is intimacy with you. Notice I did not say church attendance. Notice I did not say serving on a team is his end game. I didn't say starting your business or your brand is his end game. God's end game with you is intimacy. God is looking for friends. I know some of you are like, huh? God is looking for friends. That's why he looked at Abraham and he said, you know what? You're more than a servant. He said, you're my friend. And because we know God is no respecter of person, then we understand that God did not only want to connect with Abraham as friend, but he wants to connect with all. And the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and was no more. There was such an intimacy that Enoch had that God said, you're such my friend, I won't even let you experience death. You're just going to transition with me. Oh, I don't want this. He said, he said we, we got such an intimacy. We got such a connection. God's plan was intimacy. Sin came in the situation. And when sin came into the situation, sin began to create a gulf between man and God. But God's desire yet and still was to connect with man. So the children of Israel received freedom out of Egypt. And they began to move upon their journey to the promised land. God made a declaration to them. 
it's like a statement he made through his actions, is that I don't want you to have to journey to the next place without me. You have sinned as mankind. You have created the gulf, but I still desire you. I need you to see God. I still desire you. So, so because, because the sacrifice of my son has not been made yet, I want to create some kind of way where we can still connect at an intimate level even though we have this separation thing that's happening here. So God began to create a space called the tabernacle. He had a vision that he released to Moses. I want you to build me a place. And, uh, and Pastor Byron hit it yes last week, but this place is also known as the tent of meeting. Now, while they were in transition in the wilderness, and I'll get into this more, they were transitioning from place to place so the tent would move. And so even when the tabernacle was erected as a building, it was still referred to by many as the tent of meeting. Hence the title of the series, The Meetup. Uh, I just got to, you know, if I, if I had named the series The Tabernacle, many of you wouldn't have came to church. <laughs> Especially you young ones. Y'all, y'all, you'd be like, you see, the tabernacle, huh? What is that? So I, I had to brand it nicely. Good job, creative team. And, uh, and call it the meetup. Amen. But what we're discussing is the tent of meeting. We're discussing the place where God connected with mankind. And the great thing about it, it was a shadow or a picture of the way that we can live now, even in the new covenant. It wasn't lost and it wasn't pushed away because Jesus came. Then there's still concepts and principles. Everybody say concepts and principles. There's concepts and principles. There's revelation that can be pulled out of this instance for you to relate to your life in 2019. The tabernacle was where God dwelt with man in those days. And, and it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful picture book full of object lessons and graphics and vivid experience of God's presence with man. It was, as I said, a temporary mobile structure used by Israel for 500 years as a meeting place. God met them there. Now, as I'm talking about this, I need you to realize that because of what Jesus did and how Jesus moved in your life, it doesn't matter who you are today, what you did yesterday, or who you did it with. God still desires connectivity with you. We start thinking, okay, I can't have his presence because I've been bad. Or I did X, Y, and Z. But the key is God is saying, hey, I am reaching for you. And I desire you. Listen, if you would live in a place where you're consistently and constantly connecting with the presence of the Lord, it would transform the way you see life. Come on, y'all. It would transform the way you move in and out of life. God wants to connect with you. The permanent structure of the temple or the tabernacle was far more elaborate, solid, and it wasn't portable at all. But one of the things that I love is where we started last week in Exodus 25 and 8. Turn there with me for a moment. I'm going to give you uh, uh, several scriptures. Exodus 25 and 8. And, and he says to them, and let them make me a sanctuary. Let, let, them, let them make me a sanctuary. The word in the Hebrew, in the original language, is the word mishkan. And this, this is what it means. He said, make me, he's, it's translated dwelling. Now, this is really important because, because this idea of dwelling 
is different from what many of us have desired in life. We have desired encounters. So we, I'm going to make it make sense in a minute. We, 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 we desire encounters. So that's why many of us came to church today. Because we, we came today pressing in for an encounter with God. This moment with God. Cool, not bad. Uh, but, but there's more to it. God wants to translate your life from being a life of a series of encounters to a life where God dwells in it. When, when, y'all, when, when God dwells in a place, that's his house. Man, amen. Uh, you, don't, you don't come home to your house and be like, I encountered my house. Right? In your house, you, you, you take your house, you do what you want to do. You put your stuff where you want to put it. You're comfortable in that place because that place is set up as a dwelling place for you. This is what God wants to do with your entire life. He wants to make your life his tabernacle. Pre-sermon. He wants to make your life his tabernacle. He wants, he wants your whole life to be his dwelling place. He wants he, the whole He wants every place that you go, to, that you carry God wherever you go. Here it is. It's so important, even beyond yourself. You've got to grab a hold that he wants you and your life to be his tabernacle. Because for many of you, you're the only connection to God that some people will ever have. Appreciate the church building. But the facts are, there are some that will never walk into these doors. There are some that will never walk into that church or this church. But what they might encounter is a tabernacle that's walking in their job place. It's a tabernacle that walks into Starbucks. It's a tabernacle that walks into the grocery store. It's your neighbor that look like they're ready to go home and eat chicken and tell them you're his tabernacle. You. Your life becomes the tabernacle now. Your life becomes a dwelling place where God wants to reside. Now our mindsets shift. Our prayers need to shift. Ah, it's, more, it's, it's, not, it's not just, Lord, show me your glory. It's not just show me your glory. Allow me to live in your glory. It, it shifts now. My prayer shifts. It, it's, not, it's not God. God, will you come today? It's like God, will you come to stay? Can, can we can we just can we walk with one another? I don't. I, I like the way David said. He said, "You know what?" And I paraphrase. He said, "Lord, if whatever you do, don't take your presence away from me." David, he had the seed locked up inside of him. Y'all know, the, the inside of the loins of David was the coming Savior. So he had a revelation. Y'all, get this, please. He had a revelation that many didn't have. And he said, I know I'm messed up. The cross hasn't come yet. I know I'm jacked up. The cross hasn't manifested yet. Resurrection hasn't come yet. I know I'm jacked up. But Father, whatever you do, even though I'm a liar, even though I'm a cheater, even though God, I lie, even though I'm a murderer, whatever you do, please don't take your presence from me. David had a revelation that it's possible to live every day with this presence even as a jacked up individual that you and I are. You preaching it here, sir. You've got to understand that God wants to make your life his dwelling place. He said, build me a sanctuary. Build me a dwelling place. That I might dwell among you. God 
loves to be connected with you. He, he never gets tired of you. Mm -hmm. So this is for the individual who feels like, uh, oh, help me say this. The individual who says, I don't pray for certain things again. and I don't press into things again because I don't want God to get tired of me. And the Lord told me to tell many of you when I woke up this morning that your prayers are not what he's talking about when he says vain babblings. Because some of you have heard that in scripture, do not come and repeat yourself through vain babblings. What that thing was, it was void of faith. They were just doing that out of re re religiosity. It wasn't because they were repeating the same prayer that it bothered God. And some religious idiot that don't even like to pray taught many of us that prayer, you can't come, don't keep coming to God about the same thing. Why not, fool? Uh -huh. I'm going to be that persistent person. I'll be like that woman that came before the judge and would not relent in scripture. She said, I'm going to keep asking and asking and asking until you give me what belongs to me. Look at your neighbor and say, don't stop praying. He said, I never get tired of your voice. Can I be real? Say, keep it real, Apostle. It's some people's voice when I hear them coming. I'm just annoyed, child. Just, before I even see them, I'm just like, oh, God. Y'all don't want a real pastor. You want me to fake. And some people, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. They ain't even come around the corner yet. I could just hear them. And I'm just like, oh. Jesus help me. But that's me and my humanity. Every time that God hears your voice, he said, that's my baby. <laughs> Every time God hears you coming around the corner, he's like, there you are. Remember how he was even when, it was, when he was looking for Adam and Eve in the garden? That's the first principle. Look, he was looking for him. He said, where y'all at? Why y'all hiding? Why y'all acting funny? Because you're acting funny because you think the thing that you did will keep me from you. But he said, I'm still looking for you. Even when you acting a fool. Ah, he says, I never get enough of my children. Um, appreciate Pastor Byron's storytelling voice, but I'm back with my scream. Listen, it's important that you understand that God wants to bring you into a place of strong connectivity with him. But this is what he says in verse 9. This is what he says in verse 9 of, of, of Exodus 25. He says, he says, listen, I want you to build this thing according to a pattern there's a pattern that i'm going to show you and i want you to build your life remember your life is the tabernacle now i want you to build your life according to the pattern if you're taking notes if you're not taking notes here it is the first point that i want to give you today is there is a plan you do not have to navigate through life feeling like there is no end game or there is no plan. You don't have to navigate through life trying to figure it out. How many of you will be honest enough today uh, at, in the house of the Lord at 1211 on this wonderful day that as you have gone through life, many of times you felt like, I'm just, I'm just hitting my head around trying to figure this out. Which y'all waving me if you've ever, I surely have been there. I mean, there was some, I'm like, Father, 
I stretch my hand to thee. <laughs> no other, no. So yeah, only old school folks understand. Hey, so I, 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 I there's times in life where I'm just like, God, I don't know what to do. Can we be real? I don't know where to go. I don't know how to, how to navigate through this. But the key is, there is always a plan. God, if you're, if you're taking notes right there, God is the master architect. And he has architectural plans for your life. He, he, wants to, he wants you to build your life according to his plan. You do not have to figure it out. The issue has been this. We have preferred to read nice books, which I'm all for reading. Okay? If you're going to grow, you need to read. For all you people that prefer ignorance. Hello? There's a bunch of you in here. That's why you're looking at me. Y'all quiet right now. I can't say amen. Uh, right. Are you still here? It's important that you understand that you, you've got to grab a hold of the, uh, the, 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 the message that God wants to communicate to you that he wants you to grow in life. We understand that's wonderful. Read. Yeah, good, 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 good. But there's stuff that God um, will download to you. In the, in the place of prayer, or the scripture calls it the secret place. Uh, it's not the secret place because the place can't be found. It's a secret place because that's the place where he reveals secrets. He'll, re oh God. He'll reveal stuff to you that nobody else knows about. My son, listen to me. There's some people that will come, that will come out of, will come out of the presence of the Lord with whole business plans. Did you hear what I said? And now I'm, I'm going to say that if, if God can give, give that man, who started Facebook? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. If God could give Mark Zuckerberg, somebody with a name Zuckerberg. If so God can give, it's just playing, y'all. It's just a joke. Hopefully nobody's named Zuckerberg here. And if you happen to be watching, sir, I'm looking for my invitation to headquarters. So it is, it is important. It is important. For you to understand that, that listen, listen, if God can, if, if this guy can pull an idea out of the spirit realm, that's where it came from. <laughs> I didn't say who gave it to him there, but I said it came from the spirit realm. If he, if he, if he can go and grab an idea out of the spirit realm, manifest it, and it changed the whole way that we communicate. Facebook is like a large nation. But what are you living out? You're living out an architectural plan that was downloaded to some man. And he began to build based upon what he saw. Y'all, I need some people to get this. You'll get stuff that you can't go to school for and go to school, please. Please go to school. But you'll get stuff that you can't go to school for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get stuff, you'll get stuff that, that will blow your mind and it'll impact the world. This kind of thing that's impacting the world on this level cannot be something that this guy just came up with himself. It was an architectural plan. If you want to transform the culture, just start with your family. You got to tiptoe over into the secret place. That means you got to build a consistent prayer life with God. And as you show yourself his friend, God loves to whisper secrets to his friends.
He loves to show things to his friends. And you'll have another level of trust for God the more time you spend with him. That's why Abraham, the same man he called friend, could listen to God when God said, go take a walk and I'm going to send you to a place that you don't even know about yet. He told, he told Abraham, he said, I want you just to start walking. I'm not going to tell you where, just walk. Oh, why could Abraham just start walking? Because he had built such a friendship with God that he said, if you say walk, I'm walking there, man. Ain't no, I'm, not, I'm not tripping. I'm not, so there was no faltering in his faith in that particular instance because of the fact that he made a decision. I know that voice. And the voice said, move. This is good. So, so you, you got to comprehend God. He wants to connect. There is a plan. Are you getting this? That's point number one. I, I, I'm a point preacher today. That's point number one. There is a plan. There is a plan. And a matter of fact, go to Exodus chapter 40. Verse number one. Exodus chapter 40. Verse number one. If this is blessing, you say it is. It is. Okay. Appreciate you. Exodus 40. Verse number one. The Bible says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, on the day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall put the ark of the testimony and a partition um, of the ark with the veil. You, you shall bring in the table and arrange the things that are to be set in order. Set in what? Order. I can't hear you. Set in what? I'm going to drop this on you. It wasn't in my notes, but you're not going to go to the next level in God without order. I wasn't going to say this, but this is just drop to me. You're not going to the next level of God without order. This disarray thing that's in your life where everything is everywhere and everything is everything, that's not the next level. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of order. You hear what I say? You can sit there looking at me like that if you want to. I'm talking to you. Look at somebody say, he's talking to you. you you've got to understand that God wants to get your, uh-oh, he wants to get your house in order. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm talking to you, husband. Uh-huh. I want to talk to every husband in the house for a minute. I have a prophetic word for you that the Lord is adjusting you to a new level where you can begin to comprehend what his order is for your house. Because the Lord said, I'm putting my hand upon husbands in this hour who will behave like priest, king, and prophet that will lead their families in the direction that they need to lead. But if you're a husband that does not pray, you can't establish the order. You don't have order by telling woman, you're going to do what I say to do. I don't believe you, fool. The facts are, I don't trust you because you don't trust God. I know some of you wives can't say amen. It's all right. I'll say amen for you. I know you feel uncomfortable right now. It's all good. You don't trust God, so I can't trust you. This is prophetic. This is not in my notes. This is prophetic. This is not condemnation. This is rise up and be who you call to be. Stop trying to throw your authority around talking about I'm the man. Obviously you're not. What I need you to understand is that God wants to strengthen you. I don't got to tell this lady, you going to do what I say? I don't have to say that. Okay, how strong y'all. She is strong. Without a shadow of a doubt, okay? But, but, but in, in my house, I'm the leader of my house. And that's not from a condemnation way. You're my servant. Because every king needs a counselor. 
so I'm not going to shut down the voice of my counselor. Huh? I'm the best builder I could be because I got that voice in my ear. <laughs> oh my God, I'm trying to help husbands go to the next level. Oh my God, I'm telling you what you've got to do is, is, is have order. Let me get back to the scriptures. Father, help me. So much here. Let's, 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 let's go. Verse 4, you shall, shall bring the table and arrange things that will be set in order on it. And you shall bring in the lampstand, the lights in the lamp. And I will explain all of this in the, in the further messages that will come. Uh, you shall also set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony. You shall put up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. Then you shall set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. And you shall set the labor between the uh, tabernacle of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Verse 8. And you shall set up the court all around and hang up the screen at the court gate. I could keep going, but let's just move to verse number 16. Let's go to verse number 16. This is where I wanna, want you to see. Thus Moses did. He said, he said I have plans. I have a pattern. I have something for you to follow. The Bible doesn't tell us about arguments between God and Moses. The Bible doesn't tell us how uh, Moses tried to barter with God and say, if I do this, will you do this for me? And, and if I obey you, would you do this, God? And, and Lord, I'm going to drop my Bible. And when I drop my Bible, whatever scripture it opens up to, would you, y'all know how we do. <laughs> you trying to play me. Uh, whatever scripture, I need you to confirm what you're saying to me, God. Uh, uh, yeah, when, when, when I see my coworker, I need them to blink five times and I know it's you. I just... We don't, we don't see none of that. We don't see none of that. We don't see none of that. But the Bible says, thus Moses did. Are you seeing the same thing I'm reading? Yes. And he did, he did according to what? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So for, for those of us where, and this is before Holy Spirit was manifested in the way he was manifested. Meaning, were you having this personal relationship with Holy Spirit? This was still when men had to go to prophets and priests and, and all of this in order to really connect with God. This is before that. And, and the Bible says that even in that case, Moses was able to do all that he was commanded. So that's for everybody that thinks, because I'm human, I'm going to always drop the ball. This is new covenant you. You actually have the opportunity to be in tight relationship with Holy Spirit. So, so, so it is, where are you going with this, Apostle? I'm going this place. That it's possible for you to do all that he commanded you to do. Uh -huh. uh, can I take the cap off of that head of yours? I asked you a question. Don't be rude. I said, can I take the cap off of that head of yours and say that there is the possibility that you can live out everything that God ordained you to do and you don't have to drop a ball. The reason why you believe you got to drop a ball is because stupid human beings told you that. But let me stand as God's man to let you know that according to scripture, it is possible to complete everything he destined you to do without one all drop it. Hit your neighbor and say, do it all, man. Do it all. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. Do it all. Woo. Do it all. 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 I don't feel like I can be a mama and be a businesswoman. Do it all. I don't feel like I can do this and that. Do it all. I don't feel like I can go there and there. Do it all. Look at 
at your neighbor say you can do it all yeah 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 you can do it all uh, let me get out of here the first point is there is mm -hmm, there is a plan uh, so verse uh, exodus chapter 40 let's go back there exodus exodus chapter 40 so where we are he said he he did all of it let's go exodus 40 verse number 36 that's our text for today so let's actually deal with that and then we'll send you home whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle the children of Israel would go onward in all their journey so they will move forward when the cloud moved say that they will move forward, move forward. when the cloud moved verse 37 says and if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. So doesn't matter how long it took for the cloud to move, they never moved ahead of the cloud. Notice, notice it's saying, it's making it clear, it didn't move every day. <laughs> If it, and it said, if it was not taken up, if it didn't move, if it, and they started itching like, come on, God. By now, I should have. God, this should have been, come on, I, we should have been past this, you know, years ago. God, I thought I was going to have this by now. And, and so, so what we end up doing is, is stepping ahead of the cloud and we start creating our own plans. The plan you create without God is the plan that you're responsible to make manifest. <laughs> I'll say that again. I'm going to say that again for Kyle over here with these card uh, glasses on. It's, it's, it's important for you to understand that, <laughs> that what God has destined you to do must be done with the cloud. You cannot get so frustrated that you start that's why some of you are married to the person you're married to now you got ahead of the cloud and god said if you would have waited i would have gave you something you could that was good for you but because you decided that you would make you a man men are not the only one that are captain save a hoe i can't hear nobody Wait, wait. I bind you and your religious spirit. I said that. I ain't never coming to this church again. Amen. That's, praise God. I don't have a shortage. I don't have a shortage of saints. So it, it, it's, it's, are you getting this today? You don't get ahead of God and start building you a man. I know they got the Build-A-Bear store. I've been in there. But you can't stuff what you want to stuff in a man. Because that's what some of y'all are doing. You're forcing stuff in a man that he don't want. And he'll do it long enough till you cross the altar. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it with my own eye. And, and then once you cross the altar, they show their real self. 
If you marry a man and then once you get married, that man want to take you away from God and God's work. I'm about to drop this mic and go home. It is important for you to understand. Don't get in front of the cloud. Well, here's point two. Here's point two. If this is helping you say, this is good to me. Here's point two. And we're going to go home. Here's point two. Stay behind the cloud. get into all the furnishings of the tabernacle we'll get to that but let, let's talk about let's talk about how important the presence of the Lord is I have to be led by the presence of the Lord I have to be led by God's word the, the pillar of fire and the cloud were not symbols of God they were God I know they, 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 they were they were an extension of God there's, there's no separation between God and his glory. His glory is God. But are you getting this today? And, and so if I'm going to be led by God, I have to be led by his presence, led by his word. And I don't get ahead of it. I don't get ahead of it. I stay behind him because he's my leader. Yeah. And I'm not going to be pressed by the timelines of society. Yeah. When I got when I got, when when I first started building something for God, I was I was being pressed in my own mind by all kinds of timelines that were in the culture. So I saw people like who I honor and appreciate and look forward to the day of meeting. But but because I know what the Lord told me, but th it's important, like people like Stephen Furtick, I we kind of launched at the same time around the same years. And, and, and he started amazing elevation is phenomenal. So I'm watching elevation. And I'm like, my God, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, 1,001 day. Right? Because I'm watching somebody else's story. So I'm watching his story. I'm like, hey, my day about to come. When we start, yeah. I started with 100. Launch Sunday, over 100. Next week, 20. Y'all is that of it. Well, what happened? What happened? My journey was different from Stephen's journey. But my journey was not bad. You cannot begin to look at somebody else's journey and because their journey looks a certain way, then you start thinking your journey is bad. When I look at my journey now, I'm like, thank God I'm not who I wanted to be. I am who God said that I am. And thank God I followed and built according to his pattern because there's stuff that I'm supposed to release to people that nobody else can release. I wasn't supposed to be like that person or that person. I was supposed to be me. Stay behind the cloud. Verse 37 said, if the cloud was not taken up, they did not journey till the day it was taken up. Verse 38. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night. Why is this important? No matter what kind of time it is in your life, there is always direction. That's a revelation there. It doesn't matter what, kind, what time it is in your life. It doesn't matter if you feel like the sun is rising or the sun is setting. In every single aspect of your life, there is still need for you to follow the cloud and there still is direction. It doesn't matter if you feel like I'm too old, I'm too young. There is still, there's still direction for you. It doesn't matter how you've been feeling and how the anxiety might have tried to fuel your heart. There is still direction for you. 
for you. Stay behind the cloud. Don't live life so long that you start thinking that you know better than the cloud. Don't, don't start, don't start, don't start, don't start living life so long you start pinning God down to manifest the same way he always manifested. The Lord said, what, you, what I did yesterday, I might not do that today. So the kids, children of Israel have to wake up in the morning and say, whatever you're into, that's what I'm into. If you're saying we're not moving today, we're staying still. If you say we're going forward, doggone it, we're going forward. However you say we're going to do, we're going to do it. And some American Christians have gotten too smart for their own good. You read so many books, you think you're smarter than God. You watch so many. Some of y'all uh, YouTube scholars. Ain't been in school a day in your life. You sit at home reading, all, watching all these doggone videos on, uh, on YouTube and, and come to believe that you know everything. As if these YouTubers are somehow <laughs> the mind on everything. Are y'all rocking with me today? This is good, Sherman. Here, so the second thing is stay behind the cloud. Now, this is what I need you to understand. The tabernacle, I'm almost out of your hair, was moved at least 30 times. The tabernacle was moved at least 30 times. The cloud of God's presence would hover over the tabernacle. We know a pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. But then the cloud would raise and would begin to move. Their job, listen to this, was to tear down the tabernacle. And some, the theologians believe, it took about 8,500 men that were specifically assigned the task in the process of carrying it in and carrying it out. Now, we thought we was something that we was a set down, break, break down a setup church. We thought we was doing something back in the day. It took 80, theologians believe it took about 8,500 people to move it the 30 times that it moved. So it was no easy task to transition in the journey that God called them to be in. Yeah, they would erect it again, pull it down. They would build it again, pull it down. Here's point number three transition is done best with God's presence. You're trying to figure out why transition is so hard for you, it's because you've been trying to do it without the cloud. <laughs> you've been leaning on old experiences with God for a new experience He's trying to bring you into. You're living off the remnants of an old experience. You on films of when you first got saved. Mm -hmm. It's hitting folks today. It's, you, you're living on the films of what happened when you first got saved. But the song saying, What have you done for me lately? So God is like, I know. Y'all all right. God is still here. God is like, I know. I know. I know what you did back then. But what I'm looking for is what are you doing right now? 
and, 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 and what you're doing right now is going to keep you fresh for the place that God has designed you for. I refuse to have a stale relationship with God. I need some help here. I refuse to be at a place where I make a decision that I'm okay with what has been. Have you ever been into some bread that had been on the, the, the shelf for way too long? Talk to me. Have you ever ate some lays that had been opened up and then you begin to bite into that thing? It's the worst taste you could have you ever drank some flat Coca-Cola? Y'all is here nothing. That thing was no longer the thing that it used to be. I need you to look at somebody real quick and say, stay fresh, stay fresh, stay fresh. Have you ever smelled a musty man or a woman? Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's nothing like a musty man or woman. Somebody who is no longer fresh. Y'all ain't getting this word. Somebody who has become a little stinky because they did not stay updated. Well, what y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of our lives right now is musty as it can be. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because you have not refreshed yourself once again with the water of the word of God. I said you at a place right now where you just as stale as you can be. Because you have not stayed updated to the place where God has told you to stay updated to. And the word of the Lord to you today is, listen, transition comes to all of us. But if you can just buckle down under the cloud, if you can just stay in the presence of the Lord, if you can just make sure that you follow what God is saying, if you can just remain at the place where he is, even the most rough transitions in your life, you'll begin to transition with ease. You'll begin to go to the next level with power. You'll begin to go to the next place with glory I need you to hit your neighbor real quick and say let's go let's go let's go let's go find somebody else say let's go let's go let's go let's go find just somebody else say let's go let's go let's go look at somebody else say let's go let's go let's go let's go we're going to the next level in God transition is not gonna take me out this transition is not gonna put me under this transition is not gonna ruin my life but I'm under the cloud I said I'm under the cloud. I said I'm under the cloud. And wherever the cloud moves, that's where I'll move. And wherever the cloud takes me, that's where it'll take me. I'm gonna move with God. 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 Come on, hit your neighbor, say move with him, move with him. Now, I'm about to let this go, but I need about 100 praisers who will praise God in advance because you are praising them for the realignment that's happening in your life. I hold it, hold it. I've been doing all kinds of other things, but I'm realigning my life right now, and I'm going to follow the clown wherever he leads me. I will not be led by my flesh. I will be not be led by the ways of the flesh, but those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Look at me now. I'm about to move into my next hour. Look at me now. I'm about to move to my next place. Look at me now. I'm following the clown where he leads me and wherever you lead me I will follow y'all know what that and wherever you lead me I will follow wherever you want to take me God I'll go exactly there why don't you lift your voice and give God a praise for the cloud I said praise him 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 for the cloud. I said praise him for the cloud. The cloud is leading me to my promised land. 
The cloud is leading me to my promised land. I'm gonna get my promise. 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 I'm not going to be led by the flesh. Goodbye to the flesh. I'm going to do like the Bible says. I'm going to crucify that flesh. I'm going to kill that flesh daily so I can be sensitive to what God is doing. I can be sensitive where he's moving me. Come on, lift your hands. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are your tabernacle. Our lives are your tabernacle. And the tabernacle is designed to move when the cloud moves. Help us. Help us to be sensitive. To move our lives as the tabernacle. When you say move. We thank you. Come on, just take a minute and worship him. Father, we recognize you.